Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he'd put on a dress and play a girl bunny? No. Neither did I. I was just asking. This is Dirt and Sprague. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Did we lock you in the dumpster one time? I got out. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. That's somebody's That's daughter, somebody's daughter up, there. up there. I was just going to say that. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Dynamite drop in money. and broadcast school has really paid off. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. Uh, we're enjoying our Monday morning so far. One hour in, two to go. As we have a lot of NFL to discuss, we've got the national championship today. Ah, let's get horny. 13-point spread. I feel like George is going to win this 30-13. to 13. Come on, have faith. Let's get horny tonight. I'd love to get horny because, uh, well, you've already acknowledged that I was right, but it'd be great if TCU won the championship. I need I need your opinion to be completely validated. <laughs> I, would, I would love nothing more than a horny frog win tonight. Dan Lanning is a tattoo guy, and this tattoo is not your normal tattoo, and we will talk about that today. Not your everyday tattoo. Uh, we saw our boss. We don't see our boss often. We don't see a lot of people very often because of the time of our show versus like when people actually start working and when they come in. And uh, saw our boss last Friday. I just want to say thank you. It's great to know that everything's going well for us, and we are very appreciative of you guys out there. We love you all. We do love you all. We're very thankful. Good news came to us on Friday on, on how the show's going, how things are going. Uh, the fan is killing it, and uh, all the shows are, are doing really well. And uh, we just want to say, I want to say thank you this morning because I, I woke up with a lot of gratitude. It was a great NFL weekend. I'm excited for the wild card weekend. We've got spring football around the corner. Huh? It's almost baseball season. <laughs> It Golf's is, here. I got Golf happy right now. Here. That was a great. It was. It was unfortunate it happened on an NFL Sunday, but that was a great golf tournament yesterday. John Ron coming back against Colin Morikawa in Hawaii. I golfed this weekend, boy. I had a busy, busy slate. What's going great. on, man? A lot going on. A lot going on. Best time of the year. Um, the best thing from the NFL weekend. Now, your your fans of your team. You know, if you're a fan of a team, you can say, "Well, this is my team, the Lions. Uh, my Seahawks made it. Uh, my Jags punched their ticket." And you'd have a very valid point. I think far and away the biggest thing from this weekend happened in Buffalo, New York. The opening kickoff, Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call. <laughs> and we got this to start the first game since the DeMar Hamlin in. We're underway as New England decided to defer after winning the toss. And here's Hines on the run back, breaking a tackle and taking it past midfield. And down the sideline he goes. This is storybook. An opening kickoff return for DeMar Hamlin. And this place is absolutely going wild. Oh, you just said this is storybook. This is almost fate. I just can't believe what just happened. Josh Allen, the same thing. Six days removed from this 
incredible can't believe it. scene that we saw with the Bills player down in Cincinnati, and now... Romo got a lot of flack this weekend. <laughs> he was not great on that call. I actually had to watch a lot of that game before the red zone. I was at a buddy's house. He didn't have the red zone, so we watched that game. He wasn't very good this weekend. He was kind of annoying, actually, on the call. Yeah, he's... The gimmicks kind of run its course. To it's, a certain extent. Now yeah. it's like, are you adding real... Like, Aikman gets this flag. He's not telling me something I don't know. And sometimes I agree this with that. This was a big third down. It's like, yeah, I know. It's a tie game in the fourth quarter. This is a big third down. But, like, during the Jag game, Troy was... You know, we could throw the football. Throw the football, Jacksonville. You got a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And he was right to a certain extent. Romo took some flack. But that... that Run back was crazy. That is an incredible scene that happened in Buffalo this weekend. Well, and then you get, start to get all the numbers that come out. I think I somebody posted it was like three years and three months since their last kickoff return for a touchdown. And it's like, ah, the synergy. Sometimes it feels like the universe is trying to give you a sign. And he didn't just do it once. He did it twice. And if he didn't do it twice, Buffalo might lose that game. Yeah. Josh Allen threw a really bad red zone interception. He had a couple of incredible touchdown passes that show you his arm talent. And then he has that one where you're just like, what are you doing? Like, what? You're in field goal range, and you just loft it up to, like, a linebacker. I, I kind of got hit when he threw it, but just eat it. Kick the field goal. He makes some infuriating throws sometimes. But if they don't have those two kickoff returns for touchdowns, they they might lose that game. Give a little credit to New England. They showed up to play, and I didn't think they were going to have any chance in that game. And I, I sweated that Buffalo bet for about three quarters until it finally felt comfortable. But Mac Jones had a decent game. New England showed up, but Naeem Hines was, was the story, man. To return two kicks after everything they went through, it, it was awesome to see. First player since Leon Washington in Seattle in 2010 to have two kick returns in wow. one game. That's a hell of a stab. Um, he, that was the Nance call on CBS. Swag, I, I pulled the Buffalo Bill uh, call, the radio call, and I wanted people to hear the local call. Naheem Hines starting the game off here. Five degrees here this afternoon as Folk puts his foot into the ball. It's going to be short. Fielded at the four by Hines. Coming straight up the middle to the 20. Cuts it back at the 25. He's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40. 50. Down to the 40. 35. 30. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. Naheem Hines. 96 yards. Run, run as fast as you can. You're not catching Hines. He's your end zone man. Buffalo That's on the board call. with the first play from scrimmage. Are you kidding me, Chris? They showed Josh Allen his arms <laughs> on his head on the sideline. Sean McDermott, it appears, has tears rolling down his face. What a tribute to DeMar, this special teams unit, this kickoff return unit, set the tone for what today is going to be, and that's a celebration, a celebration of number three, DeMar Hamlin, and they started off just like that, running the opening kickoff, 96 yards to the house. We were wondering all week, how is this team going to play football? They watched their teammate die and have to be revived on the field, and a few days later, they're getting a FaceTime from him. He tweeted after the opening kick, OMFG, <laughs> presumably from his hospital bed. Yeah, he, he tweeted a couple of times because Dawson Knox had a touchdown where he gave him the, you know, the heart hand thing, I love you three, and he tweeted at Dawson Knox saying, I love you too. So he sent out a couple during the game. Josh Allen, I thought was, um, you know, it wasn't his best game of the of the year, and nobody would fault him for having a, a bad game. Nobody would fault the Buffalo Bills for having a bad game, but they, they played well and they won that game. And Josh Allen was asked uh, after about his kind of just 
feelings. He was seen on the TV broadcast. He put his hands on his helmet. He just he couldn't believe it. There was a weird kind of uplifting energy to Naheem Hines. I don't know about you, but watching that, I got goosebumps. How do you not, man? It was the opening kickoff. And here was Josh Allen's take on it from the sidelines, watching the opening kick go to the end zone. You know, the truth, it was spiritual. It really was. Um, bone chilling. Like, it was, it, was, it was special. I can't remember a play that touched me like that, and I don't think in my life. So it's, it's probably number one. It, it, it was it was just spiritual and i just i was going around and i just i mean i was going around my team and saying god's real like you can't you can't draw that one up write that one up any better um and i i was just told by kevin current it's been three years and three months <sighs> it's the last kickoff return so it's pretty cool yeah, so he obviously got emotional there at the end, thinking about just how weird the synergy can be sometimes in the universe with sports. And there's moments like that that just it makes you raise your eyebrows. It makes like it, what? It, yes. Of course that happens. Yes. and what? Just you're you're left speechless. Like I, they haven't returned a kickoff in over three years for a touchdown. Over three years. Yeah. I, I, Final I, game of the season after what happened? Like, of course, there's a kickoff return for a touchdown. I don't know what there is. But there's something, man. There's the, something out there, the, man. The universe <laughs> there doesn't just line up weird like that, where it's three years and three months to the day. You see the Russians say they shot down a UFO. They're claiming they shot one down. <laughs> maybe it's the aliens. Maybe they orchestrated it. What if the aliens were actually doing all the positive in the world, <laughs> and we thought they were the bad guys the whole time, and now Russians are shooting them down? Oh, those thinking of God after big wins. You should have been thanking the little green guys, man. Aliens are the good guys the entire time. <sighs> we helped you build the pyramids. We caught you off guard here. We thought you liked that. <laughs> uh, it's a crazy scene in Buffalo this weekend. And now we get a neutral site, a FC championship well, game. If, if, if. if, if. The Buffalo Bills take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, it's it's going to be a bummer. We still don't know where it's going to be, by the way. No, it, Indy said no. Yeah, Indy's like Detroit's no like nope. We got stuff going on, or they're putting a new turf or something. They're like nope, we're not doing it here. Do you put it in Vegas? I think that's I too just... far away. I think you got to stay on the East Coast to a certain extent, don't you? Like I don't want to make. Know, bu- I'm not going to making Buffalo fans fly to L.A. for that game. Well, both fans have to travel. This is incredibly. It's it sucks. It really does. Do suck. a coin flip. Yeah, I, I hate to I, say I that, but that. like I think you got to do a coin flip because we had people texting in last week saying, "Well, well, it's not fair to just hand it to Kansas City." The reality is Kansas City's getting screwed in this too because if Buffalo were to lose that game to Cincinnati, which was there was a very real possibility of happening, they were down early in the game. Doesn't mean they were guaranteed to lose, but if they lose that game, the AFC title goes through Kansas City. Yeah, and now. Because they didn't finish the game, it might not go through Kansas City, and it's going to be a neutral site. I'm with you. The coin toss thing was hilarious in the Cincinnati and Baltimore issue where Joe Mixon was flipping the coin after the touchdown celebration. That was pretty funny. Do it here because both teams were great all year. Both of them had phenomenal seasons. And just flip a coin. Don't put it at a neutral site. Uh, I want to get to what happened last night on Sunday Night Football. A lot of uncertainty with one quarterback. A poll question is up. What should the Packers do? Trade Rodgers, keep Jordan Love, or trade Jordan Love? and keep Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to get to that coming up next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Did Lovey Smith get fired for losing the number one pick in the draft? I want to talk about that today. Or did he know he was going to get fired and flip two double birds on his way out the door? You want me to lose this game? You keep me for another year. Oh, you're going to fire me? All right. Watch us go with it. Have fun with the number two pick. Uh, I love how nonchalant it is today, but let's just call a spade a spade here. The Houston Texans hired two people back-to-back for reasons that don't include actually trusting them to be football coaches. (laughs) And I hope they get investigated for it. You know what they're going to do? They're going to hire Josh McCown. They've wanted to hire Josh McCown, I feel like, for three years, but they didn't really have the argument to make in the NFL with the Rooney rule and all that. Like, this dude's never coached before, just left the sideline. They needed to kind of build up, and now they're ready to do it. Well, because now they can go, what? We we hired two black guys. Look exactly. at us. Look, we did yep. that. David Coley and Lovey Smith, get off our backs. And the Colts hired Jeff Saturday right out of the ESPN booth. Yeah. Nobody said anything about that. We can hire whoever we want. I don't know about you, but that's kind of what my takeaway is, Houston, today. Is it's pretty evident what they were doing two times in a row there. Absolutely they fired was. two guys after two years. Uh, with horrible rosters, with no chance to win. Nobody just, thought Houston no. was winning this year. That was ridiculous. They were the worst team in the NFL all year, and they didn't end up with the number one pick. Last night, Sunday night football was great. Seattle almost lost, which would have given us... I mean, damn near lost that. If Baker throws a dart and not a a high-rising, moon-arcing shot, I think the Rams win the game, and Seattle picks it off. They get the go-ahead field goal, so Seattle needs Detroit to beat Green Bay. I always thought it was a part of me, personally... I thought it was a little funny that we were wondering if Detroit would play. Have we seen the Detroit Lions? (laughs) I didn't care if they were going to be eliminated or not. That team was always going to play. Yeah, there's no doubt. And they came out and they punched Green Bay right in the mouth and won at Lambeau. It was a a good football game, low scoring, but cold conditions. And the Green Bay Packers eliminated from playoff uh, contention. They lose, and Aaron Rodgers has this weird thing with Jamison Williams where he won't give him his jersey. He says, I need to hold on to this one. 
He makes it a point to find Randall Cobb so they can put arms around each other and walk off together. Mm -hmm. And now he's doing the thing where everybody all week is going to wonder, is he out? Is he in? (laughs) What's the future hold for Jordan Love? I have no idea what the Packers are doing. Uh, Nobody has any idea what the Packers are going to do, what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. That game, to me, flipped at the end of the first half where they were driving to to take the – full control of the game it's you know nine to three with what two minutes to go driving down there at the end of the half and Aaron Jones fumbles and then Detroit's able to get a field goal at the end of the half and all of a sudden it's nine to six and you're like all right we got ourselves a ball game here if Green Bay scores a touchdown there I don't know if Detroit has enough offense to maybe dig themselves out of that hole if that lead was potentially 16 to three or 17 to three if Green Bay can get a score at the end of the first half credit to the Lions though I'm I'm with you there was never a doubt that Detroit was going to play hard I just thought Green Bay was the hot team they had one four in a row they just blew out the Vikings the week before that's why I gambled on Green Bay but there was never a question Detroit was going to play their asses off and there is a certain aspect like Seahawks fans complained all week about this being unfair there is a certain aspect that if you know the team's going to show effort because it's a divisional rivalry and they want to finish above 500 and they want to eliminate a team but also they have nothing to lose nothing you can empty out the bag, and they emptied out the bag. They went for it on fourth down a ton. They were calling trick plays. Like They just said, screw it. Let's see what can happen here if we call some crazy stuff and maybe we can win this game. They ended up winning the game. So it ended up benefiting Seattle to a certain extent that Detroit, in my opinion, they had nothing to lose, and they left it all, all out on the field. Dirt, I, I, I think um, I want to get to a couple Lions things real quick, and I want to ask you, like I, it's pretty evident to me, and and I ask you because you are a big Rodgers guy. I'm a Rodgers guy, yeah. He he ain't that good anymore. You know he didn't have a 300 yard pass season all year. A passing game, you mean? Yeah. yeah, not one. Doesn't surprise me. He his last three games, he's he's low 60 percent completion percentage, which is fine. But yeah, he's 39 years old. <laughs> yeah, but like that's what Green Bay chooses to do this off season. I don't. I don't understand the Rodgers retirement narrative. I think he's due like 50-some million dollars if he plays next year. He's got a crazy signing bonus. I think this is more built off of does the desperate win-now team, let's just throw one for argument's sake, San Francisco, does a team like that offer a good haul and now Green Bay gets to restart with Jordan Love? They still got some pieces there. I think that's a fascinating conversation. I want to give Detroit some love here, though. Jamal Williams, former Green Bay Packer running back, who this year took every DeAndre Swift touchdown away and got him for himself. He broke the 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 season record for um, reception touchdowns, or no, touchdowns in general from a player. He broke Barry Sanders' record. They got to play the extra game. Yeah. So I kind of hope they both stay as the record holders there. But Jamal Williams interviewed in the postgame holding a football <laughs> on NBC, and this is one of the wildest postgame interviews I've ever I never expected the turn that happens in this postgame interview. Take a listen to Jamal Williams. You set the franchise record. You broke Barry Sanders' record. What does that mean to you? Uh, my great grandfather died on me. I'll just dedicate this to him. I'll just proud. I'll just grateful to do this for him. My grandfather, he was 92, but I'm just grateful for him to be in my life, and I'm grateful to be able to play football and do this for him. So there's a lot of memories, a lot of emotion happening right now, but I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to be able to play this game for my great-grandfather, and I'm glad that he's looking down on me, and I know I'm making him proud. You said this ball's for him? Yeah, this is for him. 
Another thing, stop playing us, man. We made we the Detroit Lions. We the Detroit Lions. Stop playing with us. I don't even watch TV, but I heard everybody already picked their picked the Packers over us. Stop playing with us. That's all I gotta say, man. Don't let these tears fool you. It's all dog around this mug. I'm good. Former Packer right here. I saw you talking to Aaron Rodgers for quite a bit after. What'd you guys say? Man, I just uh, appreciate him for my first four years in the league of just showing me how to be a professional. Love you too, buddy. Just showing me how to be a professional and just showing me how the league works and, you know, how to go about your business the right way. So I just gave him his appreciation of just showing me a, as, as a vet. That is wild. The emotional swings that happened in that interview were fantastic. I don't – I you, we've had some emotional interviews to go from, like, openly weeping of sorrow and heartbreak because your great-grandfather is dead to – I don't even watch TV. I saw you picking the Packers. It was just like, whoa. We did Detroit Night. Whoa. All right. All right. Jamal. He is a character. He was he was probably the best character on Hard Knocks for, for those that watched in the offseason. He had an incredible season. The, the, the only thing, like the, the Lions going forward are going to be a fascinating team to watch because they have some draft capital. It feels like Jared Goff is their answer, and I don't see them moving off of him. I don't know if you can the way that he played in the second half of the year. I think he deserves next year, man. He does. Yeah, he, he played it the, the way he played in the second half of the year. He deserves it. You need to get better defensively. They have a couple of draft picks to do that. Like, they're a team to watch. They're yep. a team that is young. You had a, a rookie wide receiver who missed a good chunk of the season. They took a gamble and said, hey, let's let this kid get healthy. He almost had a touchdown, but they had a penalty negated. They had a hands-to-the-face penalty that negated a long touchdown. So I, the, the future is bright in Detroit. At least it feels like that right now. And that's really exciting because everybody wants the Lions to be good. Their fans deserve to be uh, rooting for a winner. The, the Rodgers thing, though, the only thing I'll add to it is He's 39 years old. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. Nobody does. There is a certain vibe, though, in him this year that I wonder. Like, remember what we felt about Brady at the end of New England in his last year there? They got to the playoffs. I think he threw, like, 20-something touch. Like, it just wasn't pretty. Mm -hmm. They struggled offensively all year. They were carried by their defense. He had no weapons to throw the ball to. Their offense stunk. They got smoked by the Titans in that playoff game. He threw the pick six, and you're like, that's it. Brady's dead. He's done. It's over. Tom Brady's never going to do it again. And in free agency, he goes to Tampa, who had the best offensive line in the NFL. They pick up Gronkowski. They pick up Antonio Brown. He's got elite weapons and Mike Evans and Godwin and all these guys. Their defense was underrated. Like He went to a situation that was perfect, and he's like shattered records for the last three years throwing the football. There, there is a certain aspect to that. Whether we want to make fun of Aaron Rodgers for losing another big game, that's totally fair because he wasn't great, and he threw a costly pick that cost him the game. I'll also say, though, for the season-long numbers not being where they are, Bakhtiari is his best offensive lineman. He basically missed the entire season. They traded away Devontae Adams. Part of that was Rodgers' contract, so he deserves some blame. I mean, Rodgers could have easily stepped up into that situation. Sure. Well, how many quarterbacks do that outside of Tom Brady, right? So, And then also his, his number one target is turning into a rookie who couldn't catch the ball for the first month of the season in Christian Watson. So I, I do want to point these things out, that it, it takes, even for quarterbacks like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, you have to have help around you, and he didn't have a lot of help this year until late in the season when Watson came on. They started running the football. They're their defense picked up the pace a little bit, and they yeah. started winning some games. Their defense was good. They had, they have a good defense. I I put a poll question up on this. I, I'm trading him, and I'm going Jordan Love at this point. I um, you might be right. Maybe he's got a Brady season in him. I don't see that. I I kind of see a a guy that doesn't quite have what he once had. Um, but I'm I could ab- absolutely be wrong. Detroit yesterday though, doing that, and and you you talk about Green Bay. I I totally understand it, man. Green Bay was red hot and rolling, and everybody's talking about, oh, it's the Packers, the Packers, the Packers. 
Detroit came into that game. They had won five of their last six. Mm -hmm. They were equally as hot. We just didn't talk about them because their playoff scenario was uh, a little more dicey, I think, than Green Bay. I want to get to Man Campbell here, and then we'll go to uh, another NFL thing that happened this weekend. So they go for it on fourth down. Did you think you want to kick a field goal or go for it the whole time? Go for it the whole time. To seal the game, right? Yeah. You kind of have to. You have nothing to lose. That's what if I think, If you don't get too. it, who cares? And I love that he did it. They they went for the most fourth downs in the NFL this year. This is a ballsy team. Dan Campbell, I think there are some people today, I'm not telling you he's going to win a Super Bowl, but there's some people that need to apologize. Dan Campbell, and this show is kind of one of them, we made fun of and kind of laughed at him. <laughs> With the whole biting kneecaps and mm -hmm. one one ass cheek, three toes, I will beat your ass. And you watch Hard Knocks, you're not seeing a lot of X's and O's. It's more like rah, rah, rah. Yeah. But it works. Hey, Glenn, defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn, that defense got better this year. The offense, I'm, I'm forgetting their offensive coordinator's name. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. He was good this year. I liked his play calling. He's got Jared Goff playing really good football. They've got two premier running backs. They've got a wide receiver coming back next year along with Amon St. Brown. Like, that's a team that I like. And I think Dan Campbell showed this year, especially starting one and six, that guy can coach football. Listen to his approach. What it ultimately boiled down to for Dan Campbell on going for it on fourth down. Here was Dan Campbell. Last play there, the fourth down was, let's let golf finish this out for us. Let's let him win this game, you know? So we, we put the big hat on him, and uh, we had a feeling what they would be in, and, and uh, we just, we believed in golf. He's, he's, he's been the guy that's played lights out for the back half of this season, really all season. He just had, you know, some things, some bumps, like all of us did early in the year, but we wanted to put the, Let's put the onus on him, man. Let's let him win this for us. And he did that. I mean, you talk about playing in rhythm, and it was just, it was huge. And Sharp, the whole deal was, man, that's the way you want it to end. It was perfect. That's what a player's coach will say right there. Let me give it to the guy and let him win the football game. Apologies are in order. He has had a great year this year. The future is bright for the Detroit Lions for the first time. It feels like in, in a while. And I, what the, the, the moment in that game that doesn't get talked about enough because we'll focus on going forward on fourth down. We'll focus on the hook and ladder. Him declining a penalty when Green Bay purposefully the went offsides. offsides. Yeah. It's second and one. They're going offsides because they don't want to they know they're gonna pick up the first down. So we don't want to have to use a timeout from a second down to first down conversion. Let's just give them the first down now while the clock is stopped, and then they run it and we can use our timeout. Yep. And he was I mean he, he declined it. I mean that was those are the little things that you would think when he was hired and you hear the sound bites and you see the videos, you're like, he's not going to understand the nuance of little moments like that. And he has. He's been aggressive. His players love him and things things are clicking. And I said it earlier in the show. I'll say it again. I'm, I'm incredibly bummed that Detroit can't go to the playoffs. Me too. They're playing great football right now. Their defense out of nowhere has this great game against the Packers team that's running the football. And everybody, it feels like three weeks ago, Detroit gave up 8,000 rushing yards to the Carolina Panthers and just got gouged in that game. And they found a way to figure it out. Goff's playing good. They got good running backs. They got good weapons. It would have been a lot of fun to see him in the playoffs. It's a bummer. Top five Detroit Lion games of all time? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't see how it's not. You, you might have ended Aaron Rodgers' career. You might have ended We don't Aaron know what's going to happen career. there. It might be done. He can't go out with the Lions beating him at home. Like, you can't end your career on that note. No way. I might not think he's got much left in the tank, but you can't go out with the Detroit Lions beating you at home, right? I, I would hope not. I think he's going to be. He's going to go through the crap. Just buckle up. Aaron Rodgers is oh, going to yeah. do this for the next three months. It's oh, going to yeah. be annoying. Look at me, season for it's Aaron Rodgers. Passive aggressive. This is why I don't like him. I don't. Know, I, know, I can't believe you like him. This is why I don't I don't like, like him, him personally. I love his game. I've always been a fan of his game. 
Yeah, I uh, that's what I, I don't like the other crap that he put, that he puts us through. But yeah. he, he's going to do it again, and I, he's going to come back and play. Uh, another team that punched their ticket this weekend. Boy, they were a fun story. Dirt cashed in big. I want to talk about them. We'll get to that coming up next. We got the national championship. We'll talk about with Georgia TCU. And uh, don't don't worry, we will get to a tattoo that has been created for somebody. We will talk about that today. And if you didn't see it, and you don't know about it. We'll tweet it out later, and we'll tell you what it is. So we got a lot more, a lot more to get to. Dirt and Sprague back with more. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back in. 738. Uh, I have our preseason NFL predictions. Oh, on, you do? On my show sheet. I'm very I, good at that. I actually feel okay. I know one team won't get as far as I thought, but I feel good about mine. Okay. Well, we'll go over division winners and all that. I'll let you know who you picked, who you who you thought was going to be in the wild card. Pretty sure I picked the Colts to win the South, and then I pivoted, and I just chased – I didn't probably put as much on it as you, but I chased your Jags pick. The Jags, baby, that was one I, – I didn't get a ton right. That was one that I did get right. The Jacksonville Jaguars on Saturday night, and boy, oh, boy, did they make me sweat cashing out that final, uh, that final game that was needed to win the division. It, it was ugly for a bit. Trevor Lawrence was missed the open guy in the end zone. It was he struggled that game. He didn't play his greatest game. Questionable. Yeah. They got Dobbs out here throwing touchdowns to fullbacks in the first half. I'm like, oh god, Mike Vrabel's going to do it again. I have to watch the stupid under 500 Tennessee Titans go back to the playoffs, <laughs> and then we have the call of it right. Yeah, and, we do. and then this happened. Dobbs is hit from behind. The ball's out. They're calling this a fumble at the moment, and the return by Allen for the touchdown. Jenkins hit Dobbs, and for now, it's a touchdown. God, he's good. He's, he's good. so good. I don't, Aikman doesn't give much, but I love that crew because they make fun of each other. They'll laugh. Like, I don't know. I, I love that crew. Um... I, I will look. We get a lot of stuff wrong on this show more often to count, and we all love making fun of ourselves. And listeners make fun of us when we say stupid stuff, and our predictions are dumb. When you get one right, you got to pat yourself on the back. And mm-hmm. this was one I I got right, luckily. And luckily, meaning the AFC South sucked, and you can win the division with a nine and eight record if the AFC South is competent, and you got a ten win team in there. The Jags are not winning the AFC South, but it just goes back to this off season. Like for me. There was so much talk and conversation around quarterbacks moving and, you know, Russell Wilson getting traded and all that, that I I felt like the biggest under-the-radar storyline was the fact that Trevor Lawrence, first, is one of the best quarterback prospects we've ever seen coming out of college. And he had to deal with maybe the worst head coach in NFL history, his rookie season. And Jacksonville pivoted after one year making the worst coaching hire that maybe I've seen in my adult life 
to going and making one of the best hires that I've seen in my adult life. Doug Peterson is a good coach. That dude beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl with Nick Foles as his quarterback. Big D Nick. B- Big D Nick won a Super Bowl beating Tom Brady, outplaying Tom Brady in that game. Yeah. That, like He did that four years ago. This is, wasn't in 1997. This wasn't, hey, Aaron Rodgers won a title in 2010. That was four years ago that he won a Super Bowl beating Tom Brady with uh, Nick Foles. So I, to me, it was the under-the-radar storyline that didn't get enough attention, and it, it clicked, I think, sooner than maybe some imagined. And Trevor Lawrence and the Jags are going to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great story um, to turn around their season the way that they did. I mean, at one point, your bet looked idiotic. and, yeah, and they really com- bad. <laughs> they completely flipped it. I think it does help to play in that division. I, I don't think anybody would refute that. But the crazy thing is their offense had had some really good moments this year. I think Christian Kirk. Can we go back to that? He got that contract. We're all like, Christian Kirk. Zay Jones had a good year. Christian Kirk's contract was one of the better valued contracts, I thought, at the position in the NFL this year. He was exceptional, especially in that Titans game. Uh, ETN came back from his injury. He looked great. Looked like he was worthy of that pick. Lawrence had a good season. Zay Jones was a big one, as you point out. I thought their offensive line was good. And defensively, I thought they won that game on Saturday night. I mean, what their defense did, Josh Allen's been an absolute stud a uh, hybrid player for the Jags now for a few seasons. Trayvon Walker was good. He wasn't Aiden Hudson good, but he was pretty good this year for them. Mm-hmm. Their first overall pick. It's just a team that's kind of, they, they know what their identity is and they trust each other. And when young teams can do that, this is kind of what you get. I will say, anytime you get Mike Vrabel, in an over four and a half point dog situation, take Mike Vrabel. <laughs> He's going to cover. He somehow is good in that spot with that team. Dobbs, I I thought it was an incomplete pass, to be honest with you. Oh, you did. See, I thought it was moving ever so slightly before the arms started coming forward, but I am incredibly biased with my opinion. My my buddy <laughs> thought the same thing. He thought it got loose a little earlier than I thought. I thought his arm was coming forward with it. And so, you know, fine. It's a fraction of a second. It's a difference. It's subjective. Uh, but overall, man, just exceptional to be able to come back and win that game. And I want to give a shout-out very quick. Devin Lloyd. Yep. has been one of the better players for them this year. Utah Ute, very own. surprise of nobody on the West Coast. No, we saw that dude dominate in college, and I was happy to see him go to a good place like Jacksonville, and, and he showed out this year. So you know, Jags were a fun storyline this year, and I'm happy that, that you cast your big bet that you had before the year. I'm glad I followed you on that. I didn't make as much probably as you did on it, um, but I was just happy to watch that because I'm going to tell you something. I can't quantify it with anything than just feel. I like when the Jags are good. Okay. Now, does their owner deserve that? No. no. He's got a cool mustache, though. Somehow their fans became 12s, and it was one of the loudest venues of all time. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Where's that all year long? <laughs> but I like when the Jags are a good football team. I don't know why. But I just do. I like when Jacksonville's good. It's funny you bring that up. I had that with the Blazers this weekend in Indiana. I like when the Pacers are good. I want the Pacers to be good. Me too. I don't know. It's the logo, the jerseys. I don't know what it is, but I I want the Pacers. Like, that's a tough place. You got to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. You got to go through Indiana. Talking about finishing your season on the wrong foot, Tennessee was 7-3. and Easily in first place. After they beat the Packers. After that was the, the Forkham game. That was the Forkham game. And by the way, the fork was it. Now the fork's back in. Re- we reforked the Packers. The Lions forked the Packers. Uh, they lost their last seven games. Yeah. Seven-game losing streak to end the season. Right. Jacksonville uh, finished with a five-game winning streak. Tannehill got hurt, and Willis was awful. Like, really bad. Willis was really bad. so, so bad. And Derrick t- Henry got yeah. hurt a little bit. He's banged up. He didn't play well. 
Tennessee suffered some injury, but don't trade A.J. Brown is what we learned here. That's why their GM got fired. Like, hey, what the hell? That guy's really good. We had him on our team. Why don't we have him anymore? And now it sets up. We'll have all week to start getting into it. But I know nobody believes the Jacksonville or the L.A. Chargers can win a Super Bowl probably, although it's the NFL, so crazy things happen. Cincinnati taught us to not have dumb opinions about this stuff. You would think. uh, But setting up a Lawrence versus Herbert playoff game, it's awesome. Two guys playing in their first playoff game, two guys that you would imagine are going to be, you know, face of the franchise guys for the next decade uh, that are going to lead teams in the AFC, like might end up being the first of many. uh, To me, that's a really fun story. So you get Jacksonville and L.A. uh, That game is on Saturday night. The Jags are going to the playoffs. we got a lot to get to uh, in the final hour, including the national championship game. But coming up next, let's talk about another team that had to go through a roller coaster to punch their ticket. They did. It was very fruitful for the quarterback and do we think the third time is the charm let's get into that next on the we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we'll get into some of the draft implications, too, of yesterday. That was kind of a fun subplot, was not only were teams battling to make the playoffs, but teams were battling for the number one overall pick, in which one team did it a lot better than the other, and then one coach got fired because of it. Fourth and 20. I mean, Fourth and 20. Who saw that coming? (laughs) And now Chicago's got an interesting position. You would have assumed they liked their quarterback, but... There's some people wondering, do you draft a new quarterback? Because the GM there now didn't draft that quarterback. Very true. Very true. I wouldn't, but we'll get to that and the implications of all of it. Uh, the Seahawks fan was not happy for the last week about the way the scheduling format laid out. We're getting hosed, Green Bay and Detroit, Sunday night. Once we win, the Lions will have nothing to play for. Well, didn't end up happening. The Lions shock a lot of folks and beat the Packers in Lambeau Field. And that sets up the Seattle Seahawks going to the playoffs, just like we all predicted back in August. Yep. It was not pretty. Uh, they they didn't play great. Geno Smith had a really rough game, made an unbelievable throw to Tyler Lockett. Outside of that, was it, it was a rough one for Geno in that offense. But enough in overtime to kick the field goal and get the win. And now we get a third rendition of Seattle and San Francisco in the wild card round of the playoffs. Yeah, I think um, immediate thought or reaction from most people is it's not really one we want to watch, given what's happened in the two previous games. I was at the one in Seattle. That was absolute domination. Don't care what the final score was. That was a blowout. And the first one was an actual blowout. They held Geno Smith and the Seattle offense to their worst output of the year. Um, You know, to me, though, it's not like – can Seattle win? My, my brother wants to bet me $120 that Seattle is going to just straight up win. A $120 money line bet. A money line bet. He doesn't do spread stuff. He's just a <laughs> diehard 12 who lives in Tacoma, Can Washington. Can I get him to call into the show and tell him that he should do spread stuff? Because if you entertain the spread, yeah, there's a debate to be had there. Come on. No, I don't want to. I want him to think about what the spread is. Like, he that's one of the worst bets I've ever heard. He's a diehard 12 through and through. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to actually take the bet. Take I, the bet. Take I, the bet. I don't know. If you're that irrationally confident in your team after they got obliterated by San Francisco twice, you deserve to lose $120. Well, sometimes the playoffs, I think, can they can get you a little more excited for something that might not be reasonable. I know we're going to get to the Chargers here and, and Jacksonville, what their future odds are for the playoffs. I think Cincinnati just a year ago said, 
be careful counting teams out here. Mm -hmm. One thing can happen in a game and one weird bounce of the football and the other team's up. I I tend to believe San Francisco's going to take care of business there. Seattle's not been playing well. That's the thing is they they kind of backed into this. And I don't I don't mean to say that they don't deserve it. They, they took care of business more than the Detroit Lions did all year. Well, they beat the Lions head to head. That's they, why they're and, going. Yeah, and they won in Detroit. Um but this was a dream season. If it comes to a crashing end in the wild card weekend, I I can't fathom Seattle Seahawks fan is going all that hurt by it. You don't want to watch it your team lose to a divisional foe in the playoffs, especially a wild card weekend, but in a year where everybody, including ourselves, were stupid and thought this team was absolute garbage. Mm-hmm. One of the worst in the NFL. And going to be more Houston Texan, Chicago Bear-like than 9-8. and eight. Yep. You got all of that return for Russell Wilson. You watched Russell Wilson turn into a pumpkin. <laughs> uh, and, oh, by the way, you got to the playoffs, which I'm just I'm a believer in. It's good for culture. It's good for the future. And you're going to get these guys' playoff experience. Now how do you build on that? I don't know. But the Shines kind of wore off on Seattle. They did win that game. But they're kind of, in a weird way, the last few weeks, backing into the postseason, given what we saw they did against uh, the Raiders, San Francisco, eking one out against a banged-up mash unit of the Rams yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's not been the greatest way to get into the postseason. No, it's not. But to your larger point, no Seahawks fan is going to complain about that, even if they lose by 30 on, on, what was that, Saturday, I believe, the first game up Saturday. Seahawks fans are not really expensive. Expecting to win, are they? I would hope Am not. Am I wrong there? I would hope not. I mean, the first two times these, or the first time these two teams played, it was twenty-seven to seven. Seattle couldn't move the football. Geno Smith looked awful, and their only touchdown was a special teams touchdown. The second time was a game that you two gentlemen were at up in Seattle, and I think the final score was incredibly misleading. It for was that game twenty-one thirteen. The Niners had a pick six that was overturned on a horrendous roughing the passer so call. And if you get that call, I mean the 49ers pull away. They finally scored their offensive touchdown late in that game, so at least they got off the Schneid in that regard. But I think if you're a Seahawks fan, you're just you're 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 counting your your blessings because Russell Wilson sucks and you got the number five pick in the NFL draft. And you got a way to build this thing up. I do think there's a big question here, though. And maybe a lot of it will depend on how he plays in the playoffs in this game. I don't know if people have already made up their mind or not. What do you do with quarterback? Because Geno Smith was a great story. He cashed in, by the way, all of his incentives. So the Lions winning, uh, beating the Packers, sending Seattle to the playoffs. By playing 80% of the snaps and making the playoffs, he earned an additional $1 million bonus incentive. Geno Smith did. He earned all $3.5 million of his incentives this year because he had a much better season than anybody was imagining. But what do you do going forward? Because I do feel like there's different story arcs of Geno throughout the course of the season where there's the, you know, they wrote me off, I didn't write back, everybody's in love with him. A couple of great moments. I mean, we mentioned their head-to-head win over Detroit. That was a 48-45 final, one of the crazier games of the year. Late in the season, though, it, was, it wasn't pretty. Offensively, they really struggled, and he was not good at all yesterday. Should have probably thrown three or four picks. He did throw two. Uh, but what do we make of the future of Geno Smith? Because this is similar to, like, the Lions and Goff, and it's like it's not a young franchise quarterback. It's not a guy you would necessarily say is a top-ten quarterback in the league, but they played well, and you had an above-500 season. Is this the answer long-term? He wouldn't be in your top-ten of players you name. Statistically, he's a top-ten quarterback. Uh, his completion percentage is higher than Wilson's ever was. He threw for 4,000 yards. He, he set had, their single-season yardage record. Yeah, he had three, 30 touchdowns, 11 picks. Like, stats-wise, he was a top-ten quarterback this year. I would imagine Seattle, like, best guess, we'll see what they do in the wild card. Isn't the best guess to say they bring him back on some 
makeshift deal where basically it allows them to free up this, the spot if they need it. And maybe you draft the position this year and take a guy that, you know, not obviously you're not going to get a Stroud or a Bryce Young, but maybe there's they a... They could. They got the fifth overall pick. Well, yeah, I guess that's a fair point. Maybe they do. I would imagine they go Jalen Carter or a player like that. Address your defensive woes. That defense was more down than up this year. And if you have a good defense, I think Pete's shown that you can win with the right pieces on offense. Mm-hmm. So you draft defense and maybe get a quarterback later on and run it back with Geno. And if you need to pivot next year because it doesn't go as well as you hope, you start the the new kind of rotation there and the new era of Seattle Seahawks football. That's what I imagine what they're going to do, but maybe that's dependent on what they do Saturday against San Francisco. Yeah, and a lot of it depends on, too, what does Geno Smith want? Does he think this is my last time to cash in? I want a contract, so I'm not going to sign for anything less than X years and X amount of money because, he, I mean, he is, what, 34 years old? Uh, 32. Yeah, he, so he, he turned 33 during the year next he year. He can cash out in this contract because Seattle could give him 30-some million if they go rookie deal with the next quarterback. And then, you know, even if it doesn't work out for him long term, which I kind of would assume it doesn't, that dude's going to be probably a backup at the NFL until he's 38, 39. Yeah, he'll hang around for I a mean, bit. He'll hang around for a while. It's just an interesting question. Seattle is going to the playoffs. I didn't think it was going to happen because I thought Green Bay would beat Detroit on Sunday night. But Seattle ekes one out over the Rams 19-16 to in overtime. And then Detroit pulls off the surprise in Lambeau Field. And now we have the Seattle Seahawks in the playoffs. I, I don't know how you do it, but it'd be really great if Seattle had like a live watch party at Lumen Field and you somehow <laughs> flew out Dan Campbell to raise the 12-man flag. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. He needs to be rocking some Seattle gear for that one. Well, when I went to the Niner game, Swag, you would know the guy more than I would, but our boss is a Seahawks fan, and she goes, tell me who raises the flag. It's a big deal. And it was. like Everybody's like turning up and looking to see. It was like a Seattle Sounder player that nobody in the crowd knew. They're like, it's so-and-so from the Seattle Sounders. And it was... It wasn't like a big roar as if it was like Richard Sherman back with Amazon <laughs> raising the flag. I think Dan Campbell would get a great ovation. I think he would too. That's a great kind of under the radar idea of bringing Dan Campbell out. They they were they were kindred spirits last night. They Seah- were. Seahawks were Lions and Lions were Seahawks, and they needed each other. They needed each other's help. My only critique: Seattle had good social media stuff last night. Uh-huh. The one they put out right before the game against Green Bay and Detroit was a photo of uh, uh, the bamboo from Lion King, and they put the the uh, Seahawk logo on the. The monkey, okay, holding up obviously Simba, right for the new era. Why did they put the lion logo on Simba? He's already a lion. That's a good point. Like you didn't need to over Photoshop that photo. Quite literally a lion. It's yeah, we get it. You're the bamboo, and yeah. you're holding up. Let's go, lions. L- literally a lion. Yeah. Kind of an odd. I didn't connect the dots. That's a good point. I saw that and I went, "Why did you need to Photoshop? It's a lion. <laughs> you're not covering up for a different animal. Not necessary." Well, congratulations to Seahawks fans. None of us thought you had any chance in hell. Hell, I go, we go all the way back and spraying the line to swag. I remember taking the the Broncos in Week One of Monday Night Football to cover the spread against the Seattle Seahawks. That's where we all. Began. I'm pretty sure I did. We all, I, I know I did too. I gambled on the on the Broncos that week, thinking here's the beginning of a terrible season for the Seahawks, and they're the last ones laughing. At least for now, they're well, going to the playoffs. So it, now we see if they can. I I I I don't like their chances against San Francisco, but crazy things happen in the NFL playoffs. I'm staying away from the spread. That's a big number in a playoff game, but I I like San Francisco's chances to win. I think of the teams you could play, San Francisco would much rather play Seattle than Green Bay or Detroit. Agree with that. Um, you know. 
that being said, like to watch what's happened this year with the Russell Wilson Seahawks stuff, I <laughs> I can't I couldn't get enough of it. It was a, it turned out to be a great year for Seahawks fans in a year you were not expecting to be very happy because you traded your franchise quarterback, he demanded out, and it ended up being a great season. And now we see what they can do Saturday against San Francisco. We got a lot to get to in the final hour. What in the world was Brandon Staley doing? Their draft ramifications of what all went down yesterday. A head coach already got fired. The national championship is tonight. Uh, Belichick saying he's going to return. We got a lot to get to in the final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Sprague. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.